everyone to episode 28 of the Empowerment Minute podcast. Wow. I just cannot believe we're 28th episode already. It's like yesterday that we started. So I just want to thank you all. This is Maureen Quinde, your podcast host, learning leader, researcher, speaker, leadership coach, and consultant. I always begin my podcast with gratitude. I want to thank you all, all our listeners out there joining from all over the world. I want to thank you, thank you, thank you. Gracias, merci beaucoup, danke. I still have to work on my language skills. Those are all I can say right now to say thank you. I'm so, so grateful to you all. And so now let's go ahead and get started. I'm going to introduce you to our special guest, and that's Brian Holt. I'm just so excited to have Brian here because I know he's going to be pouring into us this morning. So, oh my God, Brian, you're most welcome. Thank you so much for accepting our invitation to be on the show. And um, I'm so, so grateful you're here with us. And I know our listeners, they can't wait to um, hear about you and uh, what you do and, and you know how you can pour into them as well. Absolutely. This this podcast is for learning and development leadership and coaching professionals. And I know um, Brian, you know, is, is, he's going to tell us, he's just going to introduce himself because he has a lot to say. So Brian, thank you so much. I'm going to go ahead and uh, invite you to say something about yourself and, and also how you became interested in leadership and professional speaking. Yes. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And um, yes, I, this is such an honor to be here and speaking with you. I think that obviously you're doing such an incredible job uh, curating this space and just creating an opportunity for folks to uh, really be able to uh, learn more um, in these uh, Empowerment Minute podcasts. So thank you, Maureen, for having me. And definitely, I'm super excited to be here. Black Speakers Network, uh, for those that um, may not be familiar with me or what we do, uh, and, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about this uh, later on, but, you know, I was the person that couldn't lead two people in silent prayer <laughs> back in 2016. You know, I <laughs> absolutely, wow. yeah, I was, I always describe myself as the skinny kid from Baltimore, shy, introverted, and um, had absolutely no desire to be a professional speaker or go on today to lead a um, professional speaking organization like Black Speakers Network. But yet here we are, uh, Black Speakers Network. I, I am the founder and president. I started the organization in 2016. Uh, we are a professional speaking empowerment uh, and development organization for uh, Black speakers. And uh, we currently have a global community of around 15,000. Wow, and that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Growing every single month and super excited about to have the opportunity to serve um, mm -hmm. such a robust and diverse community of speakers from around the world and multiple industries and areas of expertise. And our mission is to equip, connect and inspire the next generation of black professional speakers. Wow, that's powerful. I'm so blessed with uh, what you just said. And uh, you just we keep conquering or, you know, our world one at a time, right? In the world of public, of professional and public speaking. And that brings me to my next question. Like when I think of, you know, public speaking or speaking in general, many people get confused, right? You know, is it public speaking? Is it professional speaking? I mean, and even people get to use the 
reports interchangeably. I'm not sure, you know, if you can add to this. What's the difference? Is there a difference? What are your thoughts, Brian? Absolutely. We talk about this all the time, Maureen, within Black Speakers Network. And so often, a lot of times, you know, when people come into BSN, they're really looking to become professional speakers. And what does that mean? Well, if you put the word professional in front of every anything, uh, it means someone who's getting paid to deliver a uh, service with a level of expertise. And mm -hmm. so when you are making a transition from being a public speaker, uh, oftentimes, you know, <clears throat> and I and I started in Toastmasters, we could talk about that in a, in a little bit, but, you know, <laughs> a lot of times when you are getting started as a speaker, the the focus as, as a public speaker is on yourself. Like you want to get over like the fear of speaking, you want to get, mm -hmm. uh, improve your own communication skills, you want to create, a, uh, you know, a deeper level of confidence so that you could perhaps get promoted or uh, just be a more effective communicator at your job. Um, and so that's like public speaking. Professional speaking is you're taking the focus away from you and now you're focused on delivering value to a specific audience to solve really a specific problem. Um, and that's why I think you're a great um, example of this, Maureen. I mean, you're a leadership coach, you're a consultant, like you don't go to your clients talking about what you want to talk about. You go and figure <laughs> out, you know, what it is that they need. And so the same way that you are, you know, now taking your uh, individual interests and your area of expertise and the things that you're passionate about and redirecting it out into a world to solve problems, that's what a professional speaker does. And, and, and the reality is that, there's, there's not a formal process. Like if you ask a thousand people, what is a professional speaker? You'll probably get a thousand different answers. Some people, uh, th the image that comes to their mind is, you know, perhaps a person that's more of a traditional motivational speaker, like a Les mm -hmm. Brown or a Lisa Nichols. And, you know, they're traveling all the time and they are, you know, in on a big stage, perhaps in front of thousands of people. But what mm -hmm. uh, many people don't realize is that, you know, being a professional speaker takes many, many, many different forms. Some folks are uh, trainers in small group environments to companies and nonprofit groups and governments and uh, independently organized events. And they're never in front of a large audience, but they get paid, you know, thousands and tens of thousands of dollars to, um, to deliver content through training, or as perhaps, you know, we have folks who are um, serving as professional MC and or individuals who are actually hosting events. And so there are so many ways to show up as a professional speaker, but at the end of the day, when you're making the transition, I think the most important thing to think about is that you are delivering a specific service to a specific audience and there's value attached to that, which you will be paid and compensated for. There are a lot of different ways to do that, which you know maybe we could talk, talk about later. And that's what we focus on at BSN, but you know, public speaker, you're really uh, just there, you know, really focused on developing your own skills and professional speaker. You're there now looking at solving problems for others. Yeah, that's amazing. And you mentioned uh, Toastmasters, um, and, and that's a great place because even me personally, be before I became a, a speaker, I started off there, you know, working on myself first, working on your confidence working on, you know, all those techniques you need to be able to deliver effectively. And then from mm -hmm. there, getting to public speaking. So you really explained that beautifully. But I don't know why people just get it confused. Um, and, and so I look at it as, you know, public speaking is a starting place. And then you evolve into professional um, speaking. So thank you. And I am also glad to hear 
that the Black Speakers Network seems to be the perfect place to do that. So that's great. Absolutely. That's yeah. Great. You know, you mentioned that you used to be shy and even I just, I, when I saw your profile that you used to be an introvert, I'm like, what? I mean, a professional speaker and an introvert, like how did that happen? Like most people see professional speakers are, as extroverts. I mean, who, people who talk nonstop. I have someone in my um, chamber who um, she's a professional public speaker and she's always saying that she, you know, she can talk for like 15 days and we always laugh around it. But if you think about it, I mean, most people really think that, you know, if you're a professional speaker, you have to be an extrovert and now you're an introvert. So what's this backstory? Can you share with us? Absolutely. And this will probably tie in everything that we're talking about so far when it comes to the genesis of BSN, my introduction into Toastmasters and the difference between public speaking and professional speaking, and also, you know, this conversation around introvert versus extrovert. And so just to be fair, Maureen, I still identify as a introvert, like I, and I love it. Like, that's why we actually have these shirts printed up mm -hmm. called Certified Introverts. And oh, wow. I, I wear it. I'm actually wearing it right now. Y'all can't see it, but I have my certified <laughs> interest shirt, shirt. And actually, the subtext of the shirt says so it, it's like a definition, almost like you would see in the dictionary. And so mm -hmm. it's a now introvert. And it's a person who takes 90 minutes to leave the house. They will probably drive 45 minutes to get to your event, stay for 22 minutes, <laughs> and be ready to go back home. So that's what the shirt says. And I, I wear that as a badge of honor. And I, I definitely like to self-identify as an introvert as well as a first-generation entrepreneur because I think that's the intersection that a lot of people mm -hmm. find themselves in and perhaps that I, I do believe that the world is primarily built like we celebrate extroverts like the people that speak up in meetings and the people who mm -hmm. you know may not be you know as comfortable being the center of attention all the time and sometimes we confuse that uh, for like leadership potential or perhaps mm -hmm. confidence and things of that nature and those are two qualities that you typically think of when you think of a professional speaker, like that person is an expert, they are confident, yeah. they know what they're doing. Uh, but I'm here to put the mind at ease that any introverts that are listening that you can absolutely be an effective uh, speaker. And in fact, you can probably be a more effective, you know, communicator, because typically, you know, introverts have this amazing ability to uh, listen to slow yes. down and to actually, you know, connect at a deeper level with the audience. Um, and extroverts do too, but it's, it's, it's like a different skill set. So anyway, um, yes. but my story, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so my story goes back to uh, 2006. And so if you've been sitting in a small classroom next to me at Morgan State University, Maureen, you would have watched as I stood up, <laughs> nervously made my way to the front of the room and prepared to deliver my very first speech in Toastmasters. And uh, that was, you know, kind of a unique situation. You really didn't see too many Toastmasters uh, clubs operating on college campuses. But to your yeah. point earlier, it's a phenomenal organization to anyone listening right now that may not be familiar with Toastmasters. It is a global organization that's dedicated to um, essentially supporting individuals with uh, enhancing your communication and your leadership skills. So you get an opportunity okay. to practice the art of public speaking. And so I was there on this fateful day in 2006, preparing to deliver my very first presentation. I was scared to death. My palms were sweaty. 
Was that like your icebreaker speech, maybe? Yeah, it was my icebreaker. It was the icebreaker and it was our first meeting, first meeting of, of the chapter. And so icebreaker speech for everybody that's listening is the very first speech that you deliver in Toastmasters. And so this was my icebreaker speech. It was called My Family Dynasty. And so I had sweaty palms, shaking voice. I was pacing back and forth, almost walked out of the room. And Maureen, the funny part about this is that that was, I mean, if you were sitting there, you would see that and you'd be like, okay, he's probably a little bit nervous. Nobody could see what was happening on the inside because you know how in Toastmasters, we talk about having like butterflies in your stomach. In my particular case, the butterflies were absolutely going crazy. They looked like a horror movie about to like, you know, pop out of my chest or whatever. And so all this stuff was happening, but I made it through my end of my presentation. I immediately noticed three things. Number one, um, you know, I was still alive, which was great because I thought I was going to go into like cardiac arrest around like the fourth fourth (laughs) or fifth minute. Uh, The second thing I realized is that everyone was clapping and, you know, that made me feel really good. Yeah, you know, in Toastmasters, Maureen, we pretty much clap for everything. Like, if you bring your lunch to the meeting, you're probably going to get a round of applause. So that, <laughs> I, oh I later, Funny. I, I, I realized that later. It was like, but it made you feel good, you know, delivering your icebreaker speech and getting like a, a, a um, round of applause. But then the third thing I realized, and this is most important for this conversation as it relates to introverts and, you know, how I started on this journey is that I was like, man, I just survived my first presentation. Was it the best presentation? Absolutely not. But if I could deliver one, I could deliver two. And then a couple of weeks later, I delivered a second presentation and two turned into four, four turned into six. I completed at the time what was called the Competent Communicator Award. Mm-hmm. And um, I started speaking outside of the Toastmasters environment. Confidence started to go up a little bit. I eventually graduated from Morgan State University, made my way into corporate America, I got Mm -hmm. promoted. And so I actually became a a full-time corporate instructor. So I was training and delivering content on a weekly basis now, but all of these opportunities up until the point where I started Black Speakers Network in 2016 and even, you know, left in 2019 to start to to run the business full-time, which is, you know, what I do now. All of these experiences started in that classroom in Mm -hmm. 2006 at Morgan State University. And so again, if you're an introvert listening to this, just know that public speaking and professional speaking is a skill. This isn't something that you're born with. You know, yes, some people are born with a little bit more natural, um, you know, what we would characterize as maybe charisma or, you know, they're a little bit more like outgoing socially and that's fine. But as an introvert, you absolutely can be a very effective speaker. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, you know, they always say, um, and it's the same when it comes to leadership. You know, some people think leaders are born, they're not made, and that's not true. Um, you, you know, uh, leaders are made, right? So it's mm-hmm. like working out, going to the gym, it's like building a muscle. You know, that's how you, you grow that skill. And um, and it's interesting you mentioned how you, you ended up being a corporate speaker, then so a corporate trainer, and which means that's how you also got into the field of learning and development because you were having a training role and um, at the time and leveraging your public speaking skills. So many people yep. don't realize that, um, you know, speaking is a, a skill that can benefit so many people. You cannot be an effective leader if you don't, if you don't speak well. You know, you don't, if, if you're not, if you're leading a group, you're not able to communicate effectively, speaking effectively, 
it holds back some things, you know, uh, how even the way you're perceived. So I hope people okay. can learn to just grow this skill. You don't have to become a professional speaker, but just speaking well is going to serve you um, really well. So thank you. Yeah. Brian. Yeah. I, I just want to tag in there. I think um, that is such an amazing point. Like somebody's going to listen to this and take that point to heart. And it's totally going to transform their career. When you look across um, studies of individuals who have made it to the top level of every industry, healthcare, finance, technology, the ability to communicate effectively is cited as one of the top. I mean, and again, this is learned things, just like all these other technical yeah. skills. Uh, you could get good at it. But every single job that you have, you're going to need to interview for the position. You're going to have to communicate to your employees. You're probably going to have to communicate externally at some point, uh, even if you're not standing in a traditional like speaking environment, like a conference or speaking at a workshop or seminar. Your ability to uh, be able to to do that is is going to be immensely valuable to the bottom line, the, the amount of money that you earn over the course of your career, whether you're a professional or an entrepreneur, is gonna be in direct proportion to your ability to communicate effectively. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Yeah, that's great. Because I think even, you know, uh, with your, your Black Speakers Network, I'm sure you have even people on there who they're not really professional speakers. They're people who are just working on, you know, becoming better in that particular area building that skill to lead better in whatever position they find themselves. So if you're listening to this call, don't think, oh, well, I don't really want to speak for a living. Actually, you still need to grow that skill. It would serve you well wherever you find yourself. So absolutely. So that's great. So now let's go back to our conversation with introverts. You know, many introverts who are terrified of public speaking. You heard Brian, right? He did it. You know, uh, you, you got this. When we when we, we talk about tips, you know, for those who are, um, as, you know, petrified of public speaking, just know that you are not alone. Just I just want you to be encouraged, you know. So many people ha actually do have that fear of public speaking. You know, I have shared like on the podcast my story when I was a little girl that I was in church and, um, you know, I had the opportunity to deliver. I was just I was really. You know, I would say a baby. <laughs> I mean, I had the opportunity to speak and I had two choices, either to flee or to, to actually speak, but I decided to do it. But um, I was more concerned about not really fear of public speaking, but, you know, of being judged. But that's something that I, I was able to overcome. And um, when you look at the numbers out there, research, you would see that many people have a phobia for public speaking or flying whatsoever. I mean, up to 15% of Americans have some sort of phobia. So, you know, you, Brian, you're leading a, a speakers association, and I'm sure you have mentored so many people to overcome this fear, and you, you did overcome it yourself. So what are some tips that you can share to our listeners out there to help them to overcome this fear of public or professional speaking? Yeah, so I think it comes down to, to two things. Um, it comes down to experience and it comes down to feedback. And so this is a great leadership conversation because how are leaders, how, how do leaders become better leaders? Experience and feedback. You know, every organization out there in the world that's attempting to grow leaders uh, know that 
it is absolutely impossible. Most of the time, you know, they're trying to figure out how to get them, you know, not just feedback from, you know, whoever is uh, above them, but 360 feedback from everybody around them. And so same thing with speaking. That's one of the reasons why Toastmasters is so valuable because you're not just getting up saying whatever you want to say and sit back down, you're actually getting an evaluation on the back end of that presentation. And so you have an opportunity there to refine your message, to figure out what you, what the opportunities of growth are for you, and then go back a couple of weeks later and refine your presentation and, you know, make it a little bit better. But what's also happening there is you're also gaining experience. And so mm-hmm. what I like to think about or have people think about is um, most people know how to drive, right, Maureen? And, mm-hmm. um, and and everybody right now who knows how to drive, at, one, at some point, they didn't know how to drive. They were a new driver. And so if you can think back to many of us, I know I was 14, like the minute I turned 14, uh, in Maryland, you could get your license at 14 and nine months. So like your provisional like license, like the minute I'm talking about the day the NBA <laughs> opened up, I was up yeah. there to get my like license because I wanted to drive. Right. And so but I didn't know how to drive. So I had to be taught. And so that the the series of of mechanics that you have to learn in order to drive a car are related to speaking. So it's like you have to physically learn which one, which pedal is the gas, which one is the brake. You have to learn how to use your turn signals, how to check your mirrors, how to back up. And so these are all mechanical things that you have to do over and over and over again. And eventually, you know, fast forward to, you know, maybe two years later after you first learned to drive, what happens? Most of us are that we can get from one location 30 minutes away and not even remember driving like you know it's like automatic and so and and on top of that many of us are like on the phone and we're like eating a hamburger and doing all these other things while we're driving as well and so it becomes a much more uh, learned skill it's called muscle memory the exact same thing happens when you are a speaker it's called experience and so the the person that you are getting on stage, having only delivered 10 presentations is massively different than the person who is getting on stage after you delivered a hundred presentations or 500 presentations or a thousand presentations. It's experience. Why? Because just like when you're driving, you know, even though, you know, the mechanics of, you know, how to start, how to stop, how to back up, you know, but you still, there's going to be a time where, oh man, this is my first time driving on a highway. This is my first time driving at night. This is my first time driving in the rain. Same thing in speaking. There's going to be something that happens where it's like, oh, man, this is my first time um, speaking in a stage um, in front of, you know, 100 people, where before maybe you've only spoken in front of 25 people. There's going to be a situation where a fire alarm goes off uh, during your presentation. What happened to me actually when I was speaking, when I went back to my high school to speak, the fire (laughs) alarm went off in the middle of the presentation. There's going to be a situation that happens where you in the middle of your presentation, you got five points and you forget your third point. And so you have to go back and then try to, you know, clean that up. And so you having gone through all those different things that could potentially happen There Mm -hmm. is a level of confidence associated with that. Plus, if you're in an environment like Black Speakers Network or Toastmasters where you're getting feedback on that presentation, then you are actually getting better. And so the the going back to your question, the reality of that stat is a little misleading because most people aren't afraid of public speaking. 
most people are afraid of um, being judged. Like yeah. nobody, nobody <laughs> wants to, <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to uh, fail publicly. Yeah. You know, in something that they are trying to do, but that's exactly what you need to do. And so places like Toastmasters on the speaking side and um, or the public speaker side and places like Black Speakers Network on the speaking business side are places uh, those two our two organizations work the well, work together so well mm -hmm. because you have now a laboratory where you can practice the skills and not have to worry about losing your job or, you know, not getting a contract or saying something that messes up the reputation. Like you have an environment where you can get experience and you can get feedback and you can continue to grow until you're ready to do it in the real world. That's great. You know, I was gonna say, uh, my, I was gonna ask a question as in, we now, you know, from your feedback know how can get someone who's maybe uh, afraid of being judged to get to the point where they can comfortably uh, speak in, you know, uh, speak mm -hmm. in public or prep professionally. Then the next level then would be um, going from just being average to being outstanding, you know, being an outstanding professional, you know, in speaking just like you are. So, and, and, and so, you know, then, now I'm thinking that that's the whole point or, or the purpose of what of what you guys do at the um, your your Black Speakers Network, right? To get people to go from the point where they think they can just do it to the point where they can really excel at it. Well, I I can I can give you a kind of a framework of what we have, um, and so we break speaking into like five levels from a professional speaking perspective, and I give them to you, and then I I kind of give you some of the things each of person listening can kind of think about things that you can do to, you know, move through those levels. So the levels are aspiring speaker, um, novice speaker or new speaker. So aspiring, new, um, you have emerging, you have seasoned, and you have expert, right? So five levels. If you're an aspiring speaker, meaning that you're not really speaking on a consistent basis, um, you may not necessarily know what your message is, your focus shouldn't really be as external. It should really be internal. Um, there's a model that we use called a speaker sweet spot to help identify what it is. Because in Toastmasters, a lot of times you're speaking on different topics every single week. Mm -hmm. and so you're just picking yes. new things and developing presentations because the focus there isn't, again, professional speaking. It's just to help you learn the skills. But once you make the transition to professional speaking, you now have to make some decisions about what type of speaker you're going to be what is your core message? Who is your target audience? And mm -hmm. so there's a there's a tool we use called the speaker sweet spot to help you figure out what is that intersection between your passion, your expertise, and what is it that the market needs? Like, you know, the market may not need, you know, another motivational speaker, but they may need a, a, a leadership speaker with an expertise in healthcare to help, you know, um, create like the next generation of nurses, you know, on the front line or something like that. Like, so that's kind of where we, and you're, when you're in that aspiring and new kind of mode, the, the focus is really on figuring out who you are mm -hmm. and then practicing a little bit and very 
um, small elements. So, you know, things like this, like starting a podcast, doing Facebook lives, creating your own webinars, doing things where you can begin to test the market and see what people are really interested in. Um, once you move from aspiring to and new over to like emerging and season, now you have a really, really clear idea of who you are, what you do, what the value you provide. And now we're really talking about things like getting to bigger stages. And so creating like um, going after massive training contracts, if that's what you're looking for, speaking to colleges and universities, going after major conferences and events, uh, getting on TV and radio and doing PR and things of that nature. And so it's really a progression. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. Oh my God. I love that. I mean, the audience, this is good. This is good. Thank you so much, Brian. So now I just want to ask you, like, if someone, you know, is interested in this journey and would like to connect with you, how can, how can they find you? You know, if you can share some information, we have the, yeah, they can find, show they can. As well, so I'm going to put it on there so they can contact you and um, get it going. This is really good. What you just shared. Okay. Okay. Um, so I think a couple of things. Number one, thank you again for having me. I, I, I'm really, really excited about anyone who is on this journey of being a pro public speaker, professional speaker. And if we can support anywhere along the way, I'll be happy to do that. Um, you can learn more about Black Speakers Network or um, and, and by visiting, you know, blackspeakersnetwork.com. Um, and so we'll send you that link for the show notes. We also, I would love, you know, for folks that are kind of already on that journey of professional speaking, uh, we have a free resource. Uh, it's a, a PDF download that people rave about in our community. Uh, it's called 35 questions to ask before and after your speaking engagement. And so a lot of times when you're going to go speak to an organization, even if you're not charging somebody, you know, there are a lot of questions that we sometimes miss that can make it, you know, more stressful to um, when you actually go and arrive. And so we believe that your speaking engagement doesn't actually start when you get on stage. It starts the <laughs> moment that you start to um you know, interact with that organization. And so we really want to make sure that people are prepared. And so I have a free PDF download. I'll send you the link for that um, just for your audience to be able to, um, you know, get some additional skills and resources um, in that area. So I would say feel free to take advantage of the free download if you like. Uh, if you do, you know, that'll put you on our email list, of course. And then, you know, we can, um, you could, you know, engage with BSN at the level at which you uh, make sense for you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, have be part of that community. And that's how, you know, people learn from each other. So that's wonderful. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brian. You know, now we always wrap up our podcast with our signature question. What does empowerment mean to you? So if, if the learn, it's a leadership person, I would ask that person that question. So in your case, what does empowerment mean to you as a professional speaker and a leader, right? Because you're leading your association. So what does empowerment mean to you? Yeah, so to me, empowerment comes down to one word and that's clarity. I think a lot of times uh, we can, there's, we, we are essentially drowning in information um, Today and in 2021, there are so many things to look at, so many things to read, to watch. So everybody has an opinion and everybody has a microphone. 
um, <laughs> which isn't yeah. necessarily bad, but it becomes harder to kind of filter out truth versus mm-hmm. just, you know, noise. And so I think that clarity yeah. to me is, is the root of empowerment because when I'm clear about who I am, what I need to do, and then how I'm going to get there, then I won't have to worry about being distracted as a leader, as a, as a speaker, or as an entrepreneur um, um, to getting to my goal. Like I can operate every single day with a level of intention and let other people um, do their own thing. There are a lot of, um, you know, opportunities that I've said no to, or just passed by, not because I couldn't have made more money or not because they weren't great, because but simply just because they weren't in alignment with what I already had clarity on in terms of how I wanted to grow, you know, my business and how I wanted to operate. And so I would say for anyone looking to um, be more deeply rooted in empowerment, like you can read books, you can go to seminars, you can do all that different stuff. But at the end of the day, you kind of have to, you know, take some time um, probably by yourself or, you know, with your significant other and get super clear on the things that matter the most for you and just, just run your play long enough to give yourself an opportunity to succeed. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for wrapping us up, Brian. That's powerful. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. I just want to wish you also the best in your professional journey as you go, go around transforming the world of speaking and leadership And to our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. And I know you've been richly blessed today. And I look forward to you listening on the next one. Bye-bye. Thanks again, Brian. Mm -hmm.